Carla Demick was a Marine and then an Army soldier and Black Hawk helicopter pilot. After working in the digital payment industry for several years, she saw a need for small businesses to get relief with credit card processing fees and started Phoenix Pay Pros. Up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Navy Federal can help you get started on your next home improvement project. They offer a home equity line of credit with convenient access to funds when you need them at a variable rate. You can also get a fixed rate equity loan that has set monthly payments for large purposes. Check them out at NavyFederal.org. All right, we're talking with Marine and Army veteran Carla Dembick, founder of Phoenix Pay Pros. Carla, welcome to the show. You got a very unique story. Uh, looking forward to talking about business and entrepreneurship. Before we do that, tell us what you did in the Marine Corps and the Army. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. So I joined the Marines when I was 17. My parents had to, you know, sign the papers and sign me away uh-huh. and say, good luck, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got to graduate high school early and head off to the Marine Corps. And I was actually an electrical equipment repair specialist. So that's a cool way to say I fix generators for the air wing. (laughs) Uh So it was a good time. Spent a few years in the Marines. Loved my time in the Marine Corps. I learned so much that has carried me through not only the rest of my life, but also into business. And, and then I got out and said, okay, well, let me try this college thing. Let me see what that's about. And I went to college on base at Camp Pendleton. And so I was out there taking college classes on base. And I said, you know what? I kind of really miss the camaraderie of everything. And I miss the, the family, the instant family and instant friendships. And I said, okay, well, let me see about going back as maybe an officer this time. And I went to the Marines and I was like, I want to go be like an Intel officer first. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of a crapshoot. So (laughs) it's like, you just don't know what you're going to get after OCS. And I wasn't really willing to roll the dice on that that one. So I went to the army and I said, you know what, this is kind of what I want to do. Can I get it guaranteed? And they said, yes. And I said, okay. And so I left uh, for the army and did OCS, became a commissioned officer. And I did intelligence for about nine years. And then I decided um, on my deployment to Iraq, I got pretty burnt out. And I said, I thought it would be a great idea to go to flight school and learn how to fly helicopters. So, (laughs) because that's not a lot of work. Yeah, right. So that's what I did. So you ended up becoming an army helicopter pilot too. Yep, that's right. Yep, wow. I flew Blackhawks, uh, Kiowas, Bell 206 Jet Rangers. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So, as you know, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, um, yeah, I was like, well, like, I don't know whether to say Ura or Hua to you. So, because you got both. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once a Marine, always a Marine. It will always be my first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good to hear being a Marine myself. But, anyways, love my Army brothers, though. Anyways, right. um, so. So talk about, so that ended up being about 14 years in the Marines and the Army. And talk about your transition out and, and what that was like, uh, planned, unplanned, yeah. 
how smooth it went or was it not so smooth? <laughs> My transition was definitely rough. Um, I came back from Afghanistan and, uh, found out I was having my son and got out of the military, uh, started a corporate job, had a baby, uh, left a really bad relationship all within a year. And it actually, it was a lot less than a year. So talk about some major life transitions all at once. And it felt like life just kind of pumbled me yeah. and, it just felt like blows were coming from every angle. And I just didn't even know what to do. It was almost like treading water. And the biggest thing was when you leave, you leave everything, you leave your friendships, you leave your post, you leave your instant family. And all of a sudden you're just by yourself trying to figure things out. I remember waking up some mornings, walking around the house aimlessly going, okay, what do I do? (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) And then it was the struggle of everything else. Um, you know, just where do I fit in? You just, the, the civilian world didn't understand my background. They didn't understand where I came from and I couldn't relate to a lot of people. So I would try to make friends and they would ask me, you know, oh, what did you do? Or what do you do? And I would tell them and they'd be like, oh, (laughs) and then they'd like walk away. And I was like, I felt like I would, there was something wrong with me because (laughs) of the resume and the life that I lived previously. And I was hiding for years just in the shadows because that's what I was familiar with. And I was like, I didn't want to share who I was with anyone. And I didn't want to tell people what I did because the reactions every single time were, what are you doing here? Or like, they don't want to be my friend because I don't know. Like I never understood. And it was a very kind of lost time. And that went on for a good five plus years. I mean, to this day, I still feel like, eh, you know, I don't really fit in into like normal society. It just like, well, to, you Carla, know, don't feel so bad because many of us still feel the same way, myself included, right. especially social settings. It's like you just kind of look around and assess <laughs> the room and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the odd dude out here. So, but yeah, it, I don't know if that ever goes away because I'm 55. I've been retired for, wow, almost nine years now. And it still, it still hasn't really gone away. So, um, I yeah. guess you're tainted for life. Right. You know, and it's just, I don't think it's so much tainted. It's just, we've lived such a full life. You know, when you, it doesn't matter if you put two years in, four years into the military, whatever branch, it changes you. There's things that you learn that are never taught in the rest of society. And it's things that are just instilled in you and it runs through your blood and you just can never get rid of it. And I don't think we're ever meant to fit in, you know, to the rest of the world because we come from such a different place. And it's like when you meet a veteran, it's you're an instant connection. And it's like, oh, what branch? And you like you feel like you're at home. It's something that just boils up inside of you where it's like, Oh my goodness, you're like me, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you become instant friends. I mean, I meet so many people. And as soon as I tell them I was in the military, it was like instant connection. And it's just that camaraderie that you have in that understanding 
that, that you have that, you know, I think we just go through a lot of different things in life that isn't very relatable to the outside world. Yeah. And so talk about some of your, some of your jobs or you know, with the ways you're making income and ultimately where did this entrepreneurship thing come from? Yeah. So I went to, um, I took a job in corporate America, like, you know, I, that's what I thought was normal. Okay. We'll go do that. I worked for some of the top digital payments companies and, um, and I just never really fit in. I was told that I was too high speed, that I needed to tone myself down a little bit, you know, because I was just too direct, too aggressive to everything. Wow. And it was like eight years of that, just constantly being kind of smushed because of the leadership that I had inside of me. And wow. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over that. I'm, there's so much more in me. Just let me lead. I can take this to the next level. And it was just people telling me to just stop being who I was. And I said, well, the hell with it. <laughs> I just got so frustrated. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to be my own boss. And I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. And I remember calling my parents cause they were business owners my whole life. They were entrepreneurs. And I'm like, uh how do you figure out what business to start? And they're like, I don't know. Like, what are you good at? I'm like, I don't know. A lot of weird, different things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then it just, I met my mentors who are the leading experts in digital payments. Uh -huh. And I was like, you know what? I work for the top digital companies. I understand the cybersecurity side of the house. I understand this. And so it felt like a natural fit. And I said, okay, I'll start my own payments company. And so I did. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Well, hold that Not thought. With that. Hold that yeah. thought. Just a second. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. If your New Year's resolution has anything to do with fixing up your house, the Navy Federal can help you get started on your next home improvement project. They offer a home equity line of credit with convenient access to funds when you need them at a variable rate. You can also get a fixed rate equity loan that has set monthly payments for large purchases. Consolidating debt with a home equity loan could also streamline and lower your monthly payments. And for those of us who may have spent a little too much over the holidays, Navy Federal Credit Union can help you pay down that credit card debt. You could get a low intro APR on balance transfers with their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Our members are the mission. Navy Federal is federally insured, equal housing lending, Membership required, loan subject to approval. Call 1-888-842-6328 for details about credit costs and terms. HELOC APR is low as 6.5% as of November 23rd. All right, back talking with Marine and Army veteran Carla Dembick from Phoenix Paypros. So, Carla, great story um, leading up to all this. You're in the digital payment world, and you decide you're going to start your own business. You don't really know what you're going to do but you definitely want to go out on it alone, which, you know, is how most of us start. Right. But yeah, through mentors and, and some other people pointing this out, you actually, the, the, the solution or your business was right there in front of you the whole time. You, you, you saw some kind of need or niche similar to the business that you'd already been in, in corporate America. Yeah. So the great thing is that I learned so much being in some of these top FinTech companies and when I met my mentors, what I realized is that business owners and entrepreneurs are really overpaying to accept credit cards 
um, for their business. And if you think about it, when the pandemic happened, we went 10 years down the road in the matter of a couple months of where digital payments were in payment processing. And I saw a lot of business owners have to close because of that. And the, the payments piece of a business, as you know, is the bloodline. And so I found a way to help business owners with their processing, make it better, make it simpler for them by using some different tools and also saving them a ton of money every month. If like, that's the biggest thing, right? Is saying there's another solution. You don't have to pay, you know, like $3,000 a month just to accept a credit card. We can either cut it in half or eliminate it completely. And I found a way to do that. And so that's where the business came, uh, was kind of formed. It was just almost like a natural flow of things. And so I've been, ever since we've been helping businesses save money on their processing, we've added payroll to it. Um, We had it added the ERC tax credits and a whole bunch of other stuff to expand upon that. Wow. So the initial idea was, if you're a, if you're a small business and you want to accept credit card payments, the percent fees that you're paying every time somebody yeah. uses their card to buy your products is typically really high, especially if you're a small time yeah. operator. Um, the credit card companies aren't going to cut you a break. You were able to figure out a way to get that type of that type of business owner a break on that percent. Yeah. It's almost like brokering the deal, right? So let's say like, um, one of the top ones is charging 3.49% in it, which is they're making a huge profit on that because there's secret buy rates that come out from the bank. So I know what these secret buy rates are and I know how much it really costs and they're making a killer profit. And I say, you know what, why don't we cut that in half? And now you're saving depending on the volume of the business, you know, let's say they're doing a hundred grand a month, a restaurant and they're paying three and a half percent. That's $3,500 a month. Well, now I cut it down to 1500 or we eliminated it completely. That's like over 36,000 a year back in that business owner's pocket. I mean, $3,000 a month. That's a nice second home mortgage. If you want to go there (laughs) or that's that's people you don't have to lay off. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of people, I didn't realize how credit cards worked when I was younger. The yeah. vendor who's accepting, allowing you to use a credit card to buy buy something, they're paying that percentage fee every everything you buy. So, like you said, three point four nine percent, three and a half percent of a hundred grand is thirty five hundred bucks. And if they're doing that much a month, that's crazy. So, um, yeah. getting those fees down dr- dramatically can make all the difference in the world for a small business. It, yeah, it makes a huge difference. I mean, that's so much money put back in your pocket that you can, as a business owner, maybe you can take that vacation. I mean, it's think of it as like a huge mortgage payment on a couple nice houses. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's significant enough where people don't have to close their doors. Business owners don't have to close their doors because they're increasing their bottom line and overall their profit margin. And now they don't have to shut because they're making ends meet again. They're out of the black. So yeah, it changes their lives. So you were able, because of your corporate experience, you were able to do some high level negotiating with the credit card companies in order to pull that off. Yeah. With the banks specifically. 
Um, so with the banks, with other um, services that we offer, I go in and kind of broker that deal. And I have a really good reputation within the merchant solutions and the credit card processing world now that I'm able to come to the table with a very competitive rate that's everybody's going to win. And that's what it's all about, helping people and helping business owners and getting them the most for for kind of like their their business, getting them the most back while satisfying the banks. And we all know how banks are. So, (laughs) so everybody comes away uh, winning and that's what makes me happy. And I found that purpose again in serving others. Yeah. And then how hard was it for you to go out and acquire customers to come onto your system? Um, you know, it's, it hasn't been too hard because once you show them the numbers, like they'll, I say, let me just do a financial health assessment on your merchant account. Just send me in a statement and I'll run the numbers for you. Show you where you're at, show you how much I can save you. And it's a no brainer when you can show somebody, I can save you $3,000 a month. And they're like, wait, what? Or more. If you have a higher end business, it's like 10, 20,000 a month sometimes. And they're just like, what? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so over, over the few years, you've been able to expand into offering other services to small businesses also. Yes. Yep. So we offer the payroll. Um, we offer the ERC tax credit, which a lot of small businesses don't know about. So if you have had W-2 employees on payroll during the pandemic, you can get up to $26,000 back per employee. And so we do all of that research for you, um, to see if you qualify for it. Uh, we have payroll, we're doing tax, we're setting up entities now. And, um, and it's just kind of growing and we've, I've grown our uh, preferred partnerships and our network even more to offer so much more t- to our clients because of the feedback that I get. And so I take that, I hear what the customer is saying and I say, okay, it's like continuous improvement. I hear what you're saying. Let's go do this now. Let's offer this because that's what everybody wants. Yeah. So, you know, they say in the business world, if you're looking to start a business, find, find a need and then, or a problem and then solve that problem. And so when was it the, the proverbial light bulb came on for you when you're like, wow, this is a problem. I think I could figure this out and get, and get those. This is a problem. Business is paying really high rates. I think I can get it down. Do you remember when that actually happened or was it just kind of a over time working in the industry? No, it was an aha moment moment for sure. And it was a couple of years ago where for some reason, the light bulb just clicked. And I was like, oh my goodness, I could actually do this and I can do it on my own. I don't have to work for a company and do it that way. I can start my own company and do it because of the relationships that I built by working with all those other companies and the partnerships that I've built. And it was just this aha moment. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to see what happens. And it was, uh, amazing. No kidding. Yeah. Many business owners can remember that moment where all of a sudden the idea came and then from there, they just, they just uh, proceeded to execute. Do you, what kind of things, uh, skills from the military did you acquire over those years that helped you execute on this plan? I think the one thing that's kind of inside all of us is how driven and ambitious that we are, 
right? So I am a very driven person and I don't stop until I can figure it out <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And the one thing that I've taken away from th- my time in the Marines was adapt and overcome. And I think now they say adapt, innovate and overcome, <laughs> which is so true. Yeah. But it's adapt and overcome. Okay, here's a hurdle. How am I going to get over that hurdle? Or here's a business owner coming to me. How am I going to solve this problem for them? How are we going to adapt and overcome this and do the best work that we can for them? And that has just kind of driven me in that continuous improvement life cycle of it's for me, it's never good enough. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just, yeah. nope, I can do better. We can find something better in its constant continuous improvement. And it's just that dedication and integrity. There are mm-hmm. so many shady people out there <laughs> that run yeah, businesses. True. I mean, I, I fell for it, it, you know, and I had money taken and, you know, I think every business owner can attest to, they have had at least one run in where they got duped and, you know, they learned their lesson and, you know, it's just like, it's just that, that drive, right. That integrity, you show up, this is who I am, that transparency, this is what I do. And this is how I can help you. And if I can't, I'll let you know. And it's no big deal, but it's just being yourself and taking everything that you learned from the military to just keep, you know, Charlie Mike, right? Yeah. Continue mission. Yep. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So um, as a as a military veteran, I mean, you spent some time in the corporate world, so maybe you didn't have some of those typical blind spots that most folks getting out of the military right away have. But w- did you have any blind spots, um, whether it be, you know, uh, book, doing the books or accounting or marketing, what kind of blind spots did you experience and how were you able to, uh, fill in those places? Yeah. Um, my blind spots were like everything. <laughs> I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know anything about business. Blind, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, ah, I was walking around like a baby giraffe trying to walk, you know, and just figuring it out. And And so how I overcame that was I really relied on my parents. Um, They were business owners. Granted, they were business owners, you know, back in the day where they told me to put an ad in the penny saver. And I was like, (laughs) I don't think that's around anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had a kind of. (laughs) Auto trader. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm like, so I had to modernize their, their, um, uh, their advice and take their advice and kind of modernize it to today's day and age. But I have a friend who is also a veteran. He's a business owner. He's very successful. And he was kind of light years ahead of me. And I would reach out to him every now and then and just say, how did you figure this out? And he just was the best in constantly giving me free advice on this is how I did this. This is how I did that you know, um, go here for this. And I would take that advice and I would run with it. And, you know, it's all about, you can tell people all day long what to do, but it's going to be up to that person, whether they're going to take that and and go with it to either it's going to be successful or not, because you can him and haw all day long, look at everything and do a ton of research. But at some point you have to execute, you have to make a decision, pull that trigger and just go ahead and do it. And so I talk to a lot of people. I have no shame in asking questions when I don't know anything about anything. And so 
I talk to veterans. I talk to my parents. I talk to successful business owners and I piecemealed it all together. (laughs) And it's just, it's working. (laughs) So So what was it like getting your first client? Like, is that a significant story? Like, do you remember, do you remember your first customer or, um, yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you gotta get somebody to shift over to you. I mean, that that's, when it comes to payment processing, that's a big commitment from a, for a business owner. Yeah, it is. And I, wrong, I, you know? Yeah. And, and I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. It was like one of those things, like, you know, I, I was very scared because I was like, oh my goodness, what if they don't go with me? And luckily it was a family friend who just started a gourmet uh, kind of food catering business. And my my parents are like my best salespeople. They talk me up all around town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, awesome. and, and, she, and it was a very simple changeover. And I was so terrified, but I remember like when everything was done and it was working like as intended, which is the big thing, I just remember jumping up and down and being like, oh. so, you know, like I was so excited that yeah. like I did it. I got one client and yeah. it was just this overwhelming experience. So they and, were starting a new business, right? Yeah. They started a new business. So they'd never paid the high fees and then got to go to low fees. They, they just got the benefit yeah. from day one, right? Exactly. <clears throat> so do you, who was the person who had been paying a lot and then shifted to you and was like, holy cow. Yeah. So a restaurant, it is a steakhouse and like live event, yeah. um, venue up in Cody, Wyoming. Okay. And they were paying, oh my goodness, like 10%. I'm not even kidding. <sighs> really? It was almost like yes. shark. I know. I was like, wait, you're paying. I'm sorry. What? And they, I, it was, it took a year because they had a lot of different things going on. Um, but not a year to switch over when they, when they pulled the trigger and said, okay, we're ready to do it. It took like a week and they switched over. There were one of my biggest success stories, Yeah. but they went on what we call cash discount. So they eliminated all of their credit card processing fees whatsoever. And so they went from paying almost like 10 grand a month to paying zero now. And it, it just, it, it, it put so much money back in their pocket for their business that we were able to go from, um, processing zero to seven figures in the matter of a couple months. Wow. It just unbelievable. So that when they shift to a cash discount, like they, they just did, weren't accepting credit cards anymore or No. So with that, they still accept credit cards, but that fee gets put on the customer. So they were a restaurant. So if something was $25, we put them on 4% cash discount. So if somebody paid with cash, they paid $25 with the 4% cash discount. If somebody paid by card, they pay 26 and that processing fee gets kind of put Uh, on the customer. And so the business owner isn't paying it. So I've always, I've always wondered this many years ago, did credit card companies allow you to do that? Allow you? No. To, so when did that rule change? Like, do you know the history behind that? Cause I was like, I, I don't think the, it's, it's fairly recent in the last few years, all of a sudden, if you use a credit card, this, there's, this is what the fee is going to be. Whereas before, if you as the business owner, you had to eat that, that was part of the deal of accepting credit cards, I believe. 
Yeah, it was. I I don't know the particular history, but it has been in the last five years that it's more common practice. And it's actually illegal in a couple states that you're not allowed to do cash discount or surcharging, which is um, for online businesses, we call it surcharging. So you're not able to do that in certain states, but in the states that you are, it is becoming more common now. I mean, when you go to check out, it just, if you look at it, it'll say service fee, tech fee, it'll say some kind of line item. Um, but that credit card fee is getting put on you because business owners are just getting hammered. I mean, just it's a, it's a huge amount coming out of their profit and it really eats into, into their profit margin that a lot of business owners are just like, no, pass it off. And then as consumers, we're seeing it more and more wherever we go that that fee is getting put put on back on us and it's just becoming common practice because of the way that the rates are and the banks are raising everything yeah wow that's interesting yeah and then like uh i remember when square first came out like uh yeah the guy jack dorsey who started twitter he invented square and i remember it was a really cool story about how the whole thing got started but um square had allowed your average Joe Schmo to take credit cards. And, um, yeah. I remember I, I watched Jack Dorsey's presentation talking about square and I talked about it with some air force guys that I was, where I was stationed at the time, you know, joint tour. And they, they said, you know what? This is really interesting. My wife has a t-shirt sales business and she's never been able to accept credit cards. They went out and got a square that before the weekend and went and did, went and did a, whole sold a whole bunch of t-shirts that weekend in their business, wherever they were going. And we're finally able to accept credit cards. And it was because I told him about the whole square thing, but you know, That's S- so cool. square probably charged, I don't know what they, what fees they charge. I mean, I ordered a square thing and had it and I could plug it into my phone, but I didn't have a business <laughs> where I even accepted credit cards. I just thought it was so cool. I wanted to have one. <laughs> I never actually turned it on or implemented. I'm like, oh, this thing, this is cool. But <clears throat> I think square was probably charging pretty high fees, you know, at least in the beginning. So um, I don't yeah. remember the history behind it exactly, but um, it's, it's, so it's interesting that because decades ago, only the big merchants, yeah. the big guys were accepting credit cards. I mean, we, we did a lot of cash, you know, go, you go back in the sixties and seventies, it was yeah. heavy cash, heavy cash. Very few people had credit cards and now everyone's got them and everybody accepts them. Yeah. I think credit cards are more common now than cash. There's a lot of places that won't even take cash. And, you know, the digital side of the house has just exploded where it doesn't matter who you are or what kind of business you have. You can take credit cards from all over the world now. Mm, I know. (laughs) It's something. Um, Have have any of those changes or um, expansion of services or anything um, brought in competition for your business or been a threat to it at all? Or is it all you just keep getting better. Yeah. You know, it just keeps getting better because I keep widening the gap of my business. So every time I see an opportunity or I hear something from, you know, a client or a customer saying, Hey, what about this? I mean, the amount of solutions that I have for every type of business is ridiculously long, but it has just, I've always found a tech solution. So we're a payments company, but we're so tech forward to streamline people's businesses and automate it because that gives the business owner time to not have to worry about certain things. 
and go and take care of their business or take that family time that they really want and just kind of be a little bit more hands off. And it's giving them time and money back for their life. So we see a lot of um, innovative solutions that are coming out. And I try to stay up to date with what that what is coming out or what my clients want. So I'm always looking for stuff always looking um, to expand and then offer even more services in the new year as well. (laughs) So it's constantly expanding based on the needs that I see. And I don't think there, I mean, it's a competitive industry, right? But, you know, once people get to know you and it's a one-on-one thing and you're not working with some big company who the salesperson is going to ghost you after, you know, two weeks and you sign the contract, It's, you know, they have contact with me, they have full support and my clients reach out to me anytime they need something and I'll take care of it. And it's the person, the personalization of my company and what I built is exactly what I wanted it to be. So when people, they don't want to be a number anymore. They want to have that relationship. And I always said that my business is more relational than transactional. You know, I want to get to know them. I want them to be part of the family because that's how I consider my clients. It's my business wouldn't exist if it wasn't for their business. So they're everything to me. And that's how I treat them. Just like the military. It's just, I built my own instant family. (laughs) Awesome. Well, hey, Carly, almost out of time. Uh, How do we find you or how do we find Phoenix Pay Pros? Yeah, you guys can go to our website at phxpp.com. Awesome. And do you want to give you the last word? If you're talking to somebody on their way out of the military, looking to get into entrepreneurship, start their own business, what kind of advice comes to mind? Call me. <laughs> I will help <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> awesome. That's great. And we can, and they can get a hold of you through, through the website. Yep. Everything's on the website and you know what? I'd be happy to help anybody out, figure it out because I know what it's like being there. That's great. All right, Carla. Well, thank you for your sharing your veteran entrepreneurial success story, doing great things, make us proud. And uh, we look forward to seeing your future success. Thanks so much, Joe. I appreciate it. You bet. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.